0: Welcome to the Zolotech Podcast. This is episode 10 for January 31st, 2009. Everything Apple. Hello again uh for another edition of ZoloTech. Uh this is your host Aaron Zolo and today it's just me. Um so this week we had a few different stories. I uh, thought I would just get into it, but before I do that, I kind of want to give you my overview of a uh, I I recently picked up uh, a new MacBook. Uh not the Pro. I really don't need a, a Pro for podcast recording you know, posting to the web, that sort of thing. Uh, the MacBook I've found is is more than plenty for uh, what I actually need. I couldn't justify another another um, you know, seven eight hundred dollars after tax, that sort of thing. You know, so I just didn't think it was really worth the that kind of investment. So uh, I was able to sell my old one. I had a um, it's really only a year old, but you know it's it served me well. I really liked it. Um, it was one of the uh, white. It was actually the cheaper one with a combo drive. I really didn't need. Uh, I really don't need, you know, a DVD burner, although, you know, I'm surprised they didn't include it. But anyway, that one was, uh, it's a 2.1 with 4 gigs of RAM. That's a DDR2-667 RAM. Uh, So now what I have is the new one. It's the 2 gigahertz, but it's got faster memory. It has 2 gigs uh, standard. Uh, 1066 or 1067 is what it says in about this Mac. Uh, PC, I think it's 8500 RAM. Uh It also has the new nvidia ninety four hundred m and I can tell you i'm I'm really surprised at the speed that 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 video card gives me uh what I did is I went ahead and loaded um <coughs> pardon me, I went ahead and loaded uh Windows seven on it. Windows seven took me about seventeen minutes to install from start to finish. And then after it was installed, it has to you know you have to configure it, and and actually to get the ninety four hundred M to work properly, I actually had to load a driver I found online, uh, but that's just because of Windows Seven, I think, and I, I'm not really sure. I I really haven't played around with it too much, but what I did is I loaded an older game and a newer game uh, that I was familiar with. So I loaded um, uh, Battlefield Two. Now that was a pretty taxing game. Uh, I've run it in the past uh, when it came out. I was running it on a uh, on a window, obviously a Windows computer. I was running it on XP with. Oh, let me think what I had. I think back then I had a um, this. Uh, this was when I first started running it. Was prior to Core Two Duo. I was using like a 9800 Pro card from ATI. Um, I then switched to a Core Two Duo. I bought an older video card because they'd come down. They were out a year or whatever. I don't know. But it, when it dropped around 100, an X850 XT from ATI, and it ran it well. I could run it in 1024 by 768 well. If I upped the resolution, it kind of stumbled a little bit. So, you know, that's. It's not like an, it, it. The environments are huge, so you've got really long draw distances, that sort of thing. So, uh, what I found is I was playing. <clears throat> um, Battlefield 2 on the MacBook. Now, it would only let me go up to 1024, but it looks good because it's only a 13-inch screen, so that's fine. Um, I turned everything up, 8x anti-aliasing. It actually ran smoother than my desktop PC. Now, that's my older one. Now, I have a little bit faster one, but, uh, it ran really fast. I was very surprised at how well it ran. It actually ran at, uh, uh, I think 30, was well, it would peak. It would peak like 60 frames a second, but I generally, uh, in any high-speed motion, was a little around 30, which, you know, re- regular television is 24 frames a second. Uh, on video games, you kind of want to stick around 60, but 30 uh, is acceptable for that game. Um, there's, It's not, you know, you're flying a jet around or a helicopter. That's kind of what I like to do. Uh, you really don't have anything else going on it's i mean you have huge environments and dogfights and that sort of thing but uh it it really ran very smoothly now that said there's there's a ton of tests online that sort of thing but keep in mind i'm running windows 7 with two gigs of ram uh, I would I would expect that maybe to go up a little bit if I up the RAM to to four gigs. But right now that RAM is a little bit pricey to uh, to get four gigs because within the MacBook you can take the bottom off and change the RAM. They they actually give you eight there's eight screws. You undo the eight screws and you can change the RAM out. Uh, that takes the whole bottom off of it and uh, allows you to do that. So <clears throat> um, what you uh, end up finding is you've already got two. Uh, SODIM or SODIM cards in there. You have two 1GB cards. So you really need to buy, you know, two 2GB two cards. And unfortunately, I can't use it from the old laptop because it's slower and that's just not going to do me any good. So the new one has DDR3. I may have misspoke earlier, but the new one's DDR3 RAM. Um, so anyway, I ran Call of Duty 4 and again, uh, I think it was 1024. Maybe I upped the resolution a little bit. Uh, Um, I played around with it, and it didn't seem to make too big of a difference with resolution Um, That was a little more choppy with everything turned all the way up. um, I Was getting only 15 frames per second, so if you turn down uh, You turn down the textures now. We're talking a you know a laptop here So if you turn down the textures uh, it I mean it runs okay at 15 frames a second but when you shoot there's kind of delays stutters uh, I w I'd prefer it to run a lot higher than that. <clears throat> so Windows seven though runs arrow or its version of arrow, uh, where Vista would not run arrow on the previous MacBook. It just didn't have the graphic horsepower to do so. Uh, so right now, um, it runs really well. I- I'm happy with it. I actually only ran the demo to try it out. And, uh, I've been very pleased, I was, uh, especially with Battlefield 2, I really like that game, and that's probably all I'm going to play as far as online games on it. <clears throat> Maybe some Counter-Strike Source, um, Company of Heroes, that sort of thing. I want to try that out, because that's kind of taxing. I'd like to play Red Alert 3. Uh, I may play that on a bigger screen at home, I'm not really sure yet. Uh, but anyway, uh, I've had a really good experience with it. The uh, The MacBook itself is extremely sturdy. Um To give you an example, the old MacBook, when you pick up the corner, if it's laying flat on a desk and you've got the top open so you can see the screen, and you've got the, you know, it's just sitting on your desk or whatever, you grab a corner and you lift it, the whole case will kind of twist and arc as you pick it up. And that's because it's plastic construction, you know, it has some give to it. This new solid aluminum unibody uh, doesn't do that at all. I mean, there's not even a little bit. It feels really solid like one solid piece of aluminum the hinge on the the um, screen uh, is much stronger although it it closes easier it feels much stronger Uh, does not feel loose at all Um, the keyboard feels a little bit different Uh, if you've ever used the chiclet keyboards uh, the chiclet keyboard feels a little bit different on on this but it feels different in a good way it's a little more everything just feels a little more sturdy Um, The trackpad obviously is the number one big change other than like an LED gloss screen Uh, And we'll get to that in a second, but the the trackpad For the first time ever I find myself using a trackpad of the mouse Normally, I do not like trackpads at all. I hook up an external mouse. I use a uh, Microsoft Explorer mouse with the blue track and I, I'll i continue to use that, but for the most part, uh, if I'm on the go, I have no problem at all using this trackpad. <clears throat> Being that it's glass, it feels different. You know, they say they adjust, Matt Apple says they adjusted the coefficient of friction to be, you know, perfect. And I believe them after using it. Comparing them side by side, there's just no comparison. It's night and day. Your finger just glides over it. It's like a newly opened iPod Touch with a little bit more slippery surface I would say and then the, the button itself you can either tap or you can just click down on it, it depends on how you have your preference set. I actually have it so I just tap like you would on a lot of Windows computers that sort of thing um, I don't you, you can use the right mouse button as a or the right side of the mouse or the trackpad is a mouse button for your right mouse, um, I don't use that. I'm just so so used to uh, now on a on a Mac trackpad. All you got to do is put two fingers, tap with your thumb, and you've got the same as a right click. So it really doesn't matter. Um, I actually found that I I tend to use I kind of go towards the right for uh, the right mouse for when I just have a normal click. So I was activating the right mouse right mouse click an awful lot. So I have to say I'm extremely impressed, more so than I expected to be. I really wasn't sure if I'd like it with the gloss screen. Like I said, at first I didn't like the gloss screen. I liked the way it makes colors pop and look, but I did not like seeing my reflection in it at all. However, I have it right here, and I was just looking at my reflection. As soon as I turn it on, uh, I can't see it. You see a big glare if you're at sideways. Um, but I'm about halfway brightness. If I turn it all the way down... I see a little more glare, but if I turn it all the way up, you're not going to see any glare. Uh, I have a picture window behind me at my house where I use it. I sit on the couch, the TV's there, the picture window's behind me. I know it's not the optimal setup, but that's just kind of what I have to do for my house. Uh, it's not too bad. I really don't, the glare does not affect it. So I was surprised. The screen is bright enough to compensate for the glare and the uh, brightness of the sun. Now, a hot, a hot, sunny summer day, I don't know. It's That's hard to say. Um, The one other thing with the MacBook, uh, it is definitely thinner. I put them side by side, a lot thinner, uh, like I said, more sturdy. The thing is just really fast. I honestly have not found myself needing to go to Fort Will in maybe six months or so. I'm not really sure. Here's the need arises. I don't do a ton of video. Uh, I'm I'm sure I would benefit some from that. But we'll have to see if I if there's a sale on it. I'll grab some some RAM. I'll probably do a video to show how to put that in. Although there's a ton of them online, uh, I just figured, it, why not record it and throw it up there. Uh, battery life. I'm wondering if they're using the new poly batteries that it's in the MacBook 17 inch, the MacBook Pro. And the reason I say that is the battery's a lot thinner, uh, to to meet with the thinner size. But I'm getting really good battery life out of it. And I, I'm assuming part of that's because of the LED screen as opposed to the L, the uh, fluorescent lit, you know, the, the prior screen. Um, works really well. Really surprised me, um, battery life-wise. I'm sitting right now, it's at 84%. It's been at 84% since I started the podcast 12 minutes ago. Um, I don't know, it's been open longer than that, though. So, you know, it's... That's you know whatever. I mean that's I would say about four hours, three and a half, four hours. Ha- under you know just browsing the web with Wi-Fi, I have Bluetooth off. Uh, I would say probably you know three hours, three and a half. The power saving is really aggressive. So you know if you're not using it, boom, the screen shuts off a minute later. I mean it just shut off as I said that. Uh, maybe a couple minutes. I'm not. You can obviously change that, but I like to conserve the battery life. Um, and I mean that's really it. i I think the screen's plexiglass. Um does not feel like normal, you know, plate glass. I wouldn't imagine that it is either. Uh but build quality's really good. I I don't really have any complaints. My my uh I was using iChat with one of my family members and uh, my brother actually said I sound a little bit different. Uh he said that right off the bat. He didn't know I got had gotten the new MacBook, so uh, the microphone is in a different location on this Macbook. It's not up by the camera. It's down uh, because of the glass um, To the left of the hinge uh, So I'm assuming that it's just a different sound your your you know your voice isn't traveling directly into that microphone It's just to the side and uh, I'm sure it's not a problem um, I am curious though. I just haven't looked it up is there is a there's a little slit on the right Um next on the front next to the it's like a standby light it's like an led that you know it pulses if you've ever had a mac uh it pulses when you've got it in standby to the right of that's a little black slit it's like an ir port and i guess that that it could be i just didn't think they had them on them Uh, i it's just something i would never use so i'm not really sure maybe it's part of the antenna Uh, i'm gonna have to do some research on that uh but yeah, I mean for the most part I'm really liking it's really fast. I'm very surprised how fast it is. I didn't expect it to be that big of a jump over the last one, other than, you know, the obvious looks. So moving on to news of this week, uh, and I'll give you my impression too. Uh iLife and iWork are both out. iWork has been out for a while. Uh iLife is out, and with this MacBook I uh, I uh, got iLife. They had a because I got iLife on the day iLife came out uh, they threw it in with the MacBook on uh, a separate disk. So, you know, technically you could load it on lots of computers if you wanted to. Uh just depends on, you know, your honesty level, that sort of thing. But they do have no serial number on it. Uh, they've never done that for iLife. Uh, for iWork, there's been a serial number in the past. Uh, with the past two, I think there's been two versions. Um this version there is no serial number i own ilife 08 and i also got ilife 09 just because it was for i i actually am a student so uh it's i it's 41 dollars or 49 it's 49 uh separate 41 preloaded from what i saw was debating buying it online uh refurb for 1066 or 1099 for the macbook uh but didn't decide or decided not to go that route um that's pretty much it for the the MacBook. But for the uh, you know, or I mean, for iLife and iWork, um, iLife itself, I really like. Uh, there's some a lot of things they just didn't ta- you know touch on during the keynote with Phil Schiller. Um, for example, GarageBand. I'm actually using GarageBand right now, um, just because it's easy to use and, and throw a podcast together. I know there's better tools and more comprehensive tools. But uh, I've already got this, I don't want to spend a ton of money, and I really like it. It's just simple to use. Uh, The audio quality seems to be good, and for what I'm using it for, anyway. Um, I'm actually using a, I never said this before, but I'm using a Blue Snowball uh, microphone. Now, in the previous podcasts, I'd never had this driver enabled. I just realized it. So the audio quality has been fairly poor in the past podcasts. And I'd noticed that, and I was kind of disappointed with the microphone. But come to find out, I wasn't. You actually have to, in GarageBand, go into the preferences and enable this microphone as far as the driver goes, which I didn't know that I had to do that. I just assumed because it was picking up voice that it worked right. But now that I've enabled that, it sounds much more professional. Uh, the bass is much more rich. Um, however, you do get a little bit of. Um, you know, with the S's and the P, you get a lot of pop. Uh, you may have just heard it there. Uh, but you know so I'll probably end up having to get a screen but it definitely picks up very well um as you can hear I mean I had f- just where I'm hosting the uh, podcast I do have to dumb it down a little bit uh quality wise but um you know for the most part it's pretty good so you know I don't have thousands of dollars to spend on mic equipment so for what I have it's it's decent it's about a 100 dollar mic uh, on Musician's Friend, it was $100, free shipping, and it also included the ringer, which is like a suspension ring for bass, or uh, for, um, you know, low frequency noise. So, uh, anyway, enough of that. So GarageBand, they made a bunch of changes, um, mainly just internet or interface changes. They really haven't done a lot of add-ons except for the, you know, lessons, and I'm not really ever going to use those lessons. Uh, I looked at it a little bit, but... Uh, there was a couple of free lessons, and that was it. All of the artists that they showed on the Phil Schiller keynote were um, their pay. You have to pay $5 for each lesson, which isn't a bad price at all for a lesson. However, um, unless you're really serious about playing that, or you can't figure it out yourself by going you know, and looking for the chords online or the tabs online, you're probably just not going to uh, pay that. I wouldn't imagine I can see a couple dollars, uh, if they really want a lot of sales. I could be wrong, but, um, but that's just my take on it anyway. Uh, so, that's GarageBand, uh, iPhoto. Those were obvious changes where they added places and faces. Uh, it works, faces works really well. Um, I thought it funny that when it looked at my face, uh, one of my kids looks similar to me and it picked her up and, uh. She um, You know it it asks you to confirm so what you do is it shows the face then below it it will ask you to confirm the face if that's Who it is, you know And you can label it, you know, my name's Aaron So I label it Aaron and it says confirm if this is Aaron or click to confirm and uh, It works really well. You just it it even found uh, I've heard other people on another podcast say it found their dog Which I guess it would they have a face. So Excuse me. So I tried it with a uh, teddy bear. It didn't work. (laughs) One of my daughter's uh, Care Bears, actually. I uh, wouldn't label it, but that's fine, you know. It's made for real people. Um, so, uh, iPhoto, iMovie, I've played around with a, a little bit. They have some really nice transitions now, some better titles, the themes. It's much, uh, it, it still maintains its simplicity, but it also adds that layer that the people that don't really want to jump into Final Cut can jump in and do a quick edit and do a good job on it. Um, Previously, you couldn't really do a good job. And the reason was, unless you did like a real short video clip, like I've done some of them, you can't do a really good job if you want to edit audio and video just because you couldn't, uh, you don't have a real editor in there. Uh, I like the style they did it. I'm actually not a video editing professional, so uh, it's it's perfect for what I'm going to use it for, especially this upgrade. I bought, I was going to buy iLife anyway just for that upgrade. Uh, I really like the new iMovie. Other than that, I just don't see a whole lot of other stuff uh, compelling enough in iLife 09 to buy it. But iMovie really caught my eye. Um, you know, i iPhoto's fine. Uh, I don't need the faces thing, but it definitely makes it more convenient to load photos to to Facebook if you're going to do that. <clears throat> um... As far as iLife, uh, I played with the trial. Um, it's iLife, you know, or I mean, I'm sorry, iWork. Played with the trial, uh, and then I decided to buy it just because of how cheap it was. And um, I do like. I don't know if I'll ever use it. Maybe in a uh, in the, in a school presentation, possibly uh, the keynote remote. Uh, if you go over to www.iphoneappdaily.com. dot com. Uh, I did a review um, of the Keynote Remote. I really like that. It's a really cool program. Real simple, but very uh, effective, especially if you're going to give presentations. So um, if you have an iPhone, iPod Touch, and you give a lot of presentations, you might want to check that out. Um, But other than that, you know, just different transitions. They kind of cleaned up the UI a little bit. uh, Added, you know, they added things as far as... um, the Numbers did a little bit better calculations, that sort of things, to make it a little bit easier if you want to do formulas and figure things out that way. Um, so that's it. There's really a lot of Apple news this week. I really haven't looked, you know, beyond that. You know, Windows 7, there's been a little bit, there's just been little snippets of things here and there. Just haven't seen a lot of compelling news this week. Um, you know, they updated iLife with a media browser, um, did an iDVD update, and that applies to. Previous versions of iLife as well. Um, And then they updated the iPhone. so the iPhone got an update to 2.2.1. That update was basically bug fixes. So, for example, um, I'll just read it to you. It says, this update contains bug fixes and improvements, including the following. Improved general stability of Safari... And then it says, in the next bullet down, fixed issue where some images saved from mail do not display correctly in the camera roll. And uh, it says, products compatible with the software update, iPhone, iPhone 3G. I personally haven't ever experienced the issue with the camera, uh, but Safari is probably one of the most unstable... It's Safari on the iPhone it's probably one of the most unstable apps I've used ever from Apple. It crashes a lot, um, Ever since I, and ever since Apple added the apps and the App Store to the iPhone, it's really made the usability go—not usability, but the overall experience—degrade. Uh, and I'm sure that was part of their fear, uh, not to an unacceptable measure by any means for a phone, uh, but f- if you compare it to like a Palm Trio, something like that. Um, but it—it's kind of—I don't know—it's—it's it's not your typical Apple product as far as as far as quality it is but as far as reliability and i'm i'm sure you know there's the apple team's busy with other things too uh but that's fine i mean i'm it's not to a point where i'm really annoyed i just my experience with the first iphone the first gen i like the design better um i like the back the aluminum back better myself just felt more durable i know that interferes with the antenna uh but i like the uh i just liked that phone a little bit better Uh, was a little more slick because that aluminum was really slippery. And that's one thing with this new MacBook. Um, when you lay it on the surface, it's definitely, is isn't going to scratch as easy, but it's real slick. It makes me feel like I'm going to drop it. So I'm going to have to get some sort of sleeve or something for that. I put it in a laptop bag for now. Um, yeah, so that 2.2.1 update seems to have sped things up. But I'm at the point where I think I'm going to reformat the iPhone. Uh, It's acting real sluggish. The keyboard in particular has always been kind of weird on that iPhone. Or on the iPhone. It's always had jittery issues and things like that where it just doesn't respond. And then it responds all at once and types everything you've just typed with all your mistakes. Um, So, you know, it's kind of a pain. Um, Now, speaking of iPhone... They're from Mac rumors they actually had a uh, mentioned a new iphone just around the corner, and the only reason we think or know that is uh, there's a couple of reasons actually um when Apple codes updates or codes their their programs within that code they label iphone and um for example iphone space one comma one was the first generation iphone iphone one space one comma two was the iPhone 3G. Well, in that 2.2.1 update to the iPhone firmware, they note iPhone 2,1 along with the other iPhones. So there's definitely following the timeline that they had before. There's definitely a new iPhone imminent. You kind of figured whether that's the iPhone Nano that everybody's been thinking and maybe they just didn't release it like we thought they would at Macworld. Um I don't know, but uh if there's a new iPhone, I'm so su- uh, I'm I'm, not surprised. I'm just. I'm not surprised that they would do that. They kind of introduced it about this time last year and the year before, and it came out around June-July. So I would expect the same thing to be true about this iPhone. Um, hopefully it's not too big of an upgrade, because I just don't want to have to wait in line again and that sort of thing. But, you know, I'm all for new hardware all the time. Um, I was able to sell the old one on eBay and then buy the new one. So it worked out, but if they up the rate plan, it's just not worth it. So we'll have to see. Uh there's also been some sightings on usage. Uh let me just look here. I don't really remember it off the top of my head. But on Mac Rumors cited that. Um let's see here. There is so it it basically says there's evidence of an unreleased iPhone. There's a, a company called Pinch Media. They follow uh details and things on usage usage, usage statistics of uh different phones and what they saw is they had the first spotting of that new iPhone uh on networks on cell phone networks in October 2008. Uh the usage picked up in mid December 2008, and they say there's a few dozen distinct iPhone 2, one devices have been detected and mostly around the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh both on AT&T and Wi-Fi connections. So they're able to track those sort of things and um uh, so you can bet there's something new in the works but that's just the nature of apple and the nature of any electronics company so it'll be interesting to see what what comes out of that now staying with the iPhone uh, the uh, iPhone dev team I I don't know if it was today I posted it on Zolotech today but uh, I don't know if it was today or the day before quick pwn and pwnage tool uh, but now support 2.2.1 for jailbreaking. Um, It's, you know, it's not downloadable yet for Windows, but it will be. It always is. It just takes a little bit longer. They typically develop for the Mac first when they do the jailbreak uh, for the iPhone. That allows you to put on your own uh, software, that sort of thing. The really... I don't have a jailbroken iPhone right now. I've uh, actually, you know, look, I, I did it with the first one. I really don't have a need Jailbreak my iPhone except for one thing and that's tethering would love to be able to tether my iPhone uh, to my MacBook when I'm on the go Uh, I already pay $30 a month for that iPhone connection to data. Why can't I use it uh, without charges? I mean you probably can't and they'll never probably allow that But uh, I'd be willing to pay maybe a $10 an extra month or something myself Um, but what that allows you to do once you've jailbroken it you can actually uh, use a tool that allows you to tether your iphone to the macbook or, or imac or any computer and use its 3d 3g or edge data connection um, you know 3g is obviously going to be faster uh, and it works uh, I've seen it used uh, there's lots of demonstrations online uh, the only thing is is uh, you have to jailbreak your phone and void the warranty to do it and I didn't want to do that um, so uh, I, you know I don't really know if other than that if there's an advantage There's some there's a few apps where you can use the cameras a video camera and all that stuff and I think they've done that on the App Store now I just don't see the need of it uh, myself unless you want to get into pirating things which you shouldn't be doing anyway uh, I just don't see the need to uh, jailbreak the phone for my my own personal use I'm sure there's some other uses out there that I'm missing but uh that's just my own take on it and uh only have one more apple story um and this is you know it's already been about 30 minutes so the uh one apple story i thought was interesting that just came out today is it there's been limited iMac availability lately now i had personally thought i hadn't written this and i had i had debated it but i just didn't think it was that significant uh i thought um that after The, uh, you know, the last announcement, the keynote announcement was kind of weak, and I'm supposing, you know, it was all software. The MacBook isn't that big of an update other than the new 17-inch unibody, and they have a new battery. You know, if you really look at the big picture, and it's really expensive. So, um, I figured they'd probably do another press conference. They did that in September and then did an October press conference. I'm wondering if it has to do with Steve Jobs. or I don't really know. I mean, I'm, I'm not even on that coast. so. Uh, but I had just kind of thought maybe they would do something else where they uh, you know, refresh. Maybe do an iMac refresh. Uh, I think it's been a year. It's been about a year and a half since it. I can't see them really refreshing the aluminum and black design yet. Uh, but I could see them refreshing the specs inside it. I'm actually recording this on an iMac. Um, the aluminum iMac, right when it came out, I went and picked one up, um, and I just haven't had a need to upgrade. It's a 2.4 Core 2 Duo, so what's the, you know, why, why update it? So, um, anyway, I'm assuming they're going to update that. They've been limited, they've been limited availability, um, so there's, you know, that suggests a possible refresh coming. They also really need to refresh the Mac Mini. That's a long time coming. I would imagine that it's going to look or the rumors are that it's going to look like an Apple TV, which you would think they'll probably shrink the size, make it aluminum. Um, it is a little bit aluminum, but make it aluminum and glass or black. That's kind of, they've gotten kind of away from the white and gone, you know, with, with, uh, you know, different colors having black other than the iPhone and the white MacBook, And, um, you really don't see many, you know, like white iPods, even the classic isn't white it's white or silver and black. So, you know, whatever your preference, but as far as, you know, uh, an update coming, it, it's going to happen and it's going to happen this year. I would imagine it's got to, um, but, you know, we'll see, you know, we can only wait and see what happens. So, you know, that's there's a lot going on at Apple this past week. Um, this sounds like the Apple podcast and I do focus heavily on Apple obviously. Um, so that's not a uh, a bad thing to me. I have some interesting things coming up. I'm not really going to cover a whole lot of other news um other than to say, you know, just if you haven't already I mentioned this last time, check out uh check out those pictures, that one picture that Gigapan posted, uh, gigapan.com. That was really cool of uh, the uh, inauguration. That was definitely worth checking out if you haven't done so. Uh the other thing um I was gonna mention is I'm gonna be doing some reviews on um I get a lot of cases. I got some com- you know, companies will send you cases and things for reviews. Um and I was gonna do a conglomeration of different, you know, different cases and that sort of thing, just to kind of give my take after using them for a while. Uh, but I do have a couple new reviews coming out for uh you know, some cases for MacBook, um, if you're looking into one, uh, I probably would say some of the sleeves are the better way to go. Uh, especially if you only want to bring the MacBook around, uh, you don't really need a bag. If you need a backpack, just from personal experience, if you still have a white MacBook or a black MacBook, try not to push anything up against it. I actually had a, uh, warranty. I had to bring my, my white MacBook in for warranty. And, um, I guess this is really common. Uh, I don't know anybody else personally. This happened to. I'm very careful with the, uh, with uh, you know any computer product that sort of thing. So, what actually happened is, I pulled out the. I I have a, um, uh, what do you call it? A messenger bag that I use, um, messenger style laptop bag. It's really meant for a 15 inch, but I use a 13 inch uh, MacBook in it. Um, works really well. I've used it for over a year. Well, one day I pull out the MacBook and right around the lip of it, it's the white plastic MacBook. Um right along the lip of it, it actually cracked. Now, previously the CD drive stopped reading DVDs and CDs intermittently, and when it did read a DVD, it read them it skipped. And I had read I'd looked online and thought, oh maybe I just need to blow some air in there, clear out some dust, something like that. But come to turn out or come to find out, it actually uh, it's very common. So I brought it to, uh, I have Apple Care. brought it to Mac or Apple. Uh, they serviced it one day. Uh, I got it back the next day. Now, the top had cracked. What I was talking about in the bag is you don't want to lean anything on it. I can't imagine how this happened. I really don't know. But I pulled it out one day. Um, and because on the white MacBook, they actually have on the screen part, you've got these two little uh, white bumpers or black bobbers, depending which color one you have. Um, and when you close it, it keeps the screen off from the, the keyboard and that sort of thing. Uh, it actually cracked around the edge. And in order to replace that crack, they had to replace the entire top cover. Now, I, I've said this before, but I just wanted to, you know, doing some research found that I guess that's what happened, is uh, some weight from the bag was on it or something. I'm not really sure. I, I don't keep a ton in there. I keep mainly cables and you know, a mouse and that sort of thing in there. So I don't really know what kind of weight was bearing. It wasn't that much, uh, certainly not enough to crack the thing under normal use. So, um, but that said the new MacBook actually lays flush, but it has a rubber gasket around the whole outside edge. Now I don't know how well that will hold up over time. It doesn't stick out that far. So I can't imagine it, you know, ripping unless someone's, you know, misusing it. Uh, but, you know the whole new design is is looks like it's going to be much more durable so if you have the chance to get the new macbook uh, i know this is like sounds like an advertisement but really uh check it out um if you haven't bought one yet uh it, and you're still waiting to get a macbook just get this one it's plenty fast for what you're doing unless you're like a uh, you're you're gonna use it exclusively for games and you want really high performance then get the pro but you know you're talking almost an extra thousand dollars after tech so um anyway, I think that's about it for news uh it's we've we're, we're we're a little over a half hour uh and um you know I don't think there's a whole lot else this week just you know we're looking forward to whatever's coming up so uh we'll keep you updated and again uh we'll see you next time Uh, This is Aaron with Low Attack.